Capitalism. Hello, and welcome back to the College Made Easy podcast. Today, we've just got Scott and myself. Um, so we lost a ton of content. I think you saw Scott uploaded a short clip explaining that we lost content, but we've got this and we've got plenty of other ideas in the pipeline in addition to redoing all of the content we lost because Scott forgot to click eject on his SD card. Apparently that's important. I didn't, I didn't think it was, but. I didn't think it was important either, but uh, today we're going to be talking about Emerson. Uh, he was this transcendentalist thinker from the early U.S. Uh, he influenced David Thoreau, if you've ever heard of him. Uh, should be pretty interesting. I honestly don't know what to expect. Scott showed me a bunch of like quotes from Emerson. I think Scott's going to try to work in Gary V. If you've heard of Gary V., uh, he's from the 21st century. Um, without further ado, Scott, do you want to introduce who Emerson was? I'm sure this guy had a first name. Yeah, so Ralph Waldo Emerson was an American transcendentalist, um, I believe around the 1800s. And basically, he grew up and his his family had this idea that he had to be a minister. He came from a line of ministers. So they're like, you have to be a minister when you grow up. And he's like, yo, I don't want to be a minister. I want to be like my own person. Like, I want to find my own calling and stuff. And so he like, he, he had this idea that if you if you go out into nature, and that's like one of his like most uh, famous pieces of literature, and we have a quote from it here. If you go out into nature, you can find the moral truth. And apparently there's a force that connects all that connects all life. And like, he's literally a Jedi. I don't know if you know this, like he mm -hmm. uses concepts like from Star Wars, like the force that connects all organic matter. And so if you go out into nature, you can find yourself and you can find the, and you can find the divine. Um, hold on, pause. Okay, cut there, Scott, who's ever editing this. Um, so yeah, you can go out into nature and discover yourself as well as the divine. Like you can like connect yourself to God somehow. Mm -hmm. So like he, he was really into reading and stuff. And so he, he discovered um, when he met his literary idols, mm -hmm. like he, he traveled to Europe and met his uh, literary idols, um, these famous people. He, he got this like really bad first impression from them. Like one of them was this old, like cranky dude. And he was like, he's like, why are these people famous? Like they're just normal people. Uh, and so that's when he like got this idea about comparing yourself to others and basically like valuing your own self-worth and realizing other people realistically aren't that much better than you and probably are on an equal playing field. And um and yeah, and so we have a we have a amazing famous quote here. T Tim, do you want to read this quote out? <laughs> uh sure. Um, so Emerson claimed in nature. Is that a, is that a book? Is that like a... I'm pretty sure it's a book. Yeah. Okay. In nature, he claimed there is a time in every man's education when he arrives at the conviction that envy is ignorance, that imitation is suicide, that he must take for himself for better, for worse, as his portion, that though the wide universe is full of good, no kernel of nourishing, uh, no kernel of nourishing corn can come to him, but through his toil bestowed on that plot of ground, which is given to him to till. 
we'll probably pop that up on the screen while we're reading it. But um, Scott, you want to explain what that means? Yeah, so the, the quote's broken down into two parts. The first one is is pretty self-explanatory. It's what I, I was just talking about with comparing yourself to others, trying not to imitate yourself, other, sorry, not yourself, imitating others and, and really valuing your own self-worth and what you can do as an individual. It's all about individualism here. Um, and then the second part is like kind of confusing because he's talking about like farming and, and, and corn. Uh, but he, what he's basically saying is, like you have to take accountability for your life. If no one's just going to like hand you success, uh, if you want success, you're going to have to go out and, and work hard for it and uh, really, really work the land. You know, as a farmer, you got to like really uh, plant the corn and, and get the corn. I don't know. I'm not a farmer. <laughs> I think that the, the modern farming is our education system. Like the modern farming, the, the way that you make your life better isn't like the hours you put in on the field, but it, it's the hours you put into yourself. And I, I mean, even from a simple point of view, the food that you get to eat uh, obviously used to come from the farm, but now since almost nobody's a farmer anymore, the where we get the food and like our nourishment, like the connections that come, the connections we get from other people, all of that is how much you put into yourself. And, you know, even simple things like the, it, it does cost money to have friends. We have no problem admitting it costs money to have a girlfriend. So why should we have a problem admitting <laughs> that it costs money to have friends? Hey, come on. You can, I don't know if you can pay for like Bumble premium, like, because they do have a friend section. I know that, but, but yeah. Okay. Back to your point. <laughs> I, I didn't mean it costs money to acquire a girlfriend. I meant <laughs> <laughs> that would be weird. Um, it costs money, like to maintain a relationship with a girlfriend, like yeah. everyone knows, like the guy's expected to pay for the first date. Then after that, it's a little up in the air, but either way, she doesn't want to be dating some, you know, broke person usually. Right. Right. Yeah. And, and, and with your friends, obviously your friends on a weekend are going to say, Hey, let's go out to a bar or restaurant. And if you have no money, how are you going to go? Mm-hmm. And they're slowly going to grow apart. Even if you're a really fun person to be with you can't figure out how to go to the bar they're gonna grow away right um so 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 yeah i think i think what you were just talking about with that is like it is human capital in, in economics um and you and yeah education is a massive part to human capital um and back then i'm sure in reference to the whole farming thing i'm, I'm sure i don't know they, they they you have to learn from someone if you want to be a good farmer you, Either I think it was mostly your your parents taught you everything, um, or or maybe your neighbors. But mostly, I don't think you would really learn a lot from going to school back in the day. I feel like you you learn most of your life skills and how to farm uh, from your parents and your ancestors. That that brings up an interesting question too. I I wanted to ask everybody to comment down below what your major is because I feel like we talk a lot about economics and like we bring in concepts like human capital, but I'm just curious, you know, what, what our listeners, what their majors are or were if they're graduated. Um, mm -hmm. I don't know if that builds off what you said, but no, it popped I don't think it does, head. but, but no, it's a, that's a good point. I'm, I'm actually curious to see like who watches us. So yeah, Tim, what, what are your thoughts? What are your thoughts on, on just 
imitation in general, um, because we see that we see this a lot, both back then, obviously he's talking about it. So clearly people back in the day were doing this and then people still do this even today. It hasn't gone away. There's this idea that there are people out there that are above me in some capacity who, in which I don't value myself that much. These people are all better than me. I'm putting them on a pedestal. And if I want to be successful, I have to go out and just imitate these people. And therefore I'll be at their same like playing field. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I mean, why do you say howdy, Scott? <laughs> I guess I'm imitating someone <laughs> that may or may not be in the Zoom call. Um I, I think we all pick up like traits from other people and it's good to imitate. I mean, howdy's a minor thing, but uh, we've all grown to talk like the people that we hang out with, but there are bigger ways that we imitate people. Um, you know, like a, like a go getter attitude is the kind of thing that probably is healthy to imitate. You know, when I think about people like Steve jobs, Elon Musk in the business world, uh, they went out and they pursued their dreams. Gary V built up his business, which he always talks about how he built a business is his business. Like, I guess his business is influence and yeah. So, okay. So I'll, I'll explain what his business is. So he first, his entrepreneurial upbringing, right. was like coming from Russia and then, uh, his, his dad started a liquor store and he worked at the liquor store literally like his entire life up until age like 30. And mm -hmm. then he just, he, he like grew the business a ton. So we got his like entrepreneurial spirit from his dad. Uh, and then after that, he kind of like fell in love with like internet marketing. He created his own like wine TV show on the internet during like the dot-com bubble. Mm -hmm. And he got into YouTube. Uh, and yeah, and then he kind of like got into like influencer marketing and then he created his own like marketing agency uh, called Vayner Media. So he, so he's created a lot of different businesses and now, and now the thing, like, if you ask, like, what does Gary V actually do now? He's his, he is a living brand. Like he is Gary V and, and like his like self-worth is just increasing every day because of the talks he does and, and, and the speeches he does. Yeah. So I, there is definitely like a healthy level to, uh, imitation but i've also heard you know it if you try to be the next elon musk or the next gary v you're going to fail because nobody will ever be a better elon musk or gary v than elon musk and gary v right um so that's kind of how i feel about imitation you know that it, it's good to pick up traits but don't ever try to be a person yeah because if you try I to be anybody besides yourself then you're going to fail at it. Yeah. What, what does that say though? If you're trying to be someone else, doesn't that kind of imply you don't, you don't value yourself very much. You don't think you're that like, like, like if just me, for example, like if I'm trying to copy everything you do in your life, not just take aspects of your life, like trying to like imitate you completely. I mean, I can't mean blame that, you. <laughs> doesn't that mean like i don't like scott that much i don't like who i am that much so i'm i'm so i need to almost like have a role switch yeah i mean the implications definitely there 
or at least you like this other person more than yourself, but I don't know, we get, we're getting into like that conversation of where it, where's that border of like selfishness where, or like lack of humility where you're, you, everybody agrees you should love yourself, but then there's, there's like that limit to it. You don't want to be self-obsessed. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Where's that line? It's a very arbitrary line that I, it's different for every single person, to be honest. I, I, I wish there was a concrete answer for that, but there probably isn't. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, no, no. I think, I think I learned about this in philosophy that like, you ever wake up one day and you just don't feel like yourself? You start, you, it's such a hard thing or a concept to explain, but there's times in your life where you make big life changes, the actions you take, um, like, dr- like drugs, for example, someone who gets addicted to drugs, one day they'll wake up and they'll look themselves in the mirror and, and they'll think like, like, who is this person? Like, this isn't the real me. Cause I feel like deep down, you know who you are. Um, it may take a while to find who that person is, but definitely, you know, if there's a cognitive dissonance in your actions. Mm-hmm. Or if you ever went from some amount of like, some amount of self-worth and like, and loving and respecting and knowing who you are. And then you wake up and realize you're a different person and you, you don't, love or respect the person that you are now as much as some person that you used to be right um (laughs) do you think other i I always wonder this do you think other people can can see if you're imitating them (laughs) i feel like they can um i feel like you can if you know yourself really well and then if you're seeing that like other individual, like taking those same aspects from you, then you're like, okay, something's up here. But isn't that a good thing? Isn't that a good thing? They say imitation is the purest form of flattery. Right. But it, it's how big is the aspect and like, and like how obvious, I guess. Right. And I think it goes back to the idea of that people like to be unique, right? There's only one you, there's only one genetic code of you on earth. There's not two Elon Musks. And so I think people really want that uniqueness. And when that uniqueness is taken away, that's when their self-worth starts dropping because therefore, if you're not unique anymore, then I don't think you're human anymore. You're not an individual anymore. You're, you're just a robot. I don't think anybody can ever imitate your uniqueness away from you because again, like just getting back to now where they are, if they're imitating you, it's, you're just, you're still a better you than that person ever could be. Right. No matter how hard they try, you're still going to be the better you. Yeah. Let's hope it doesn't get to that point. If that actually is like happening in someone's life. I mean, if you feel like someone's imitating you and, and they, it might then come down to like how other people view the situation, you know, like, I guess I could become alarmed if other people began thinking I was imitating the other person, but 
even if it was the other way around. But I feel like other people would only think that if it was really like a mutual thing. I feel like we're getting into such a subcase. Yeah, yeah. Of and who's really just imitating like who imitates an entire identity away from a person? Imagine that. <laughs> yeah, that'd be pretty pretty nuts. Honestly, compliments to that person. Yeah. But but once again, you have to ask yourself, why is that person doing that in the first place? Like, what, don't they love themselves at all? <laughs> a million identical twins just like subbed our channel because they're like, that's my entire life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I guess we can, I guess we can sort of like go into the whole um, just like personal stories uh, and like maybe tie this back into college. And I, I have a um, couple examples. Um, one of them being not comparing yourself to others, uh, especially in the, the workforce. This is big because everyone in the workforce is, is at different stages in life. And I think it's pointless to try to compare yourself to other people. Everyone has different successes and failures, especially if they're older than you. It's stupid to try to compare yourself because you, you don't have that experience yet. Um, but like for my internship, for example, I'm coming in, like I know this is at the time where I started thinking about these ideas um, and like knowing my own self-worth and stuff and like knowing what I'm good at, what I'm get, what I'm bad at. And then you see all these other people who have all these successes and sometimes thoughts will pop into my mind and think, wow, these people are really good. Like, I think they're like better than me and they probably are better than me in certain aspects, but they're not better than me at everything. Right. There's, there's always going to be things that I'm really good at that they can't compete at the same level. Um, those, it can be something really small or it can be something really big. I don't know, but, but there were times that I caught myself doing this thinking like, oh, this person passed four, four actuary exams, right? I passed two at the time. Mm -hmm. uh, does that make them better than me? Not, not really, because that just means they're at a different stage in life than me. Right. How's that stopping me from going out and passing two more? And then I'll just be at the same level. You know what I mean? So th that would happen, but then I'd have to like check myself and be like, okay, listen, like I know my own self-worth. I know I'm good at stuff. Like I can compete with these people. And then like, I'm not going to talk about the outcome of, of, of that, but like it, it worked out. That's, that's what I'm yeah. saying. I mean, as far as the workforce, I'd imagine a lot of like new hires definitely do feel that way. And I mean, I'm already like setting myself up to expect a significant amount of failure within my first year in the workforce, you know, like just awkward moments where people are going to be surprised. I don't know stuff just because like, I know my own dispositions. Like it's difficult for me to admit when I don't know stuff, but like, that's going to be an important trait in my first year. And I'm going to do stupid things and just like, I have to be mentally prepared for that. So I feel like that's pretty common. But something that people have to realize when they're young and coming into the workforce that they have that is truly valuable is their youth and their unique perspective that it might take a few years, you know, one to five, depending on the company for them to see like those new perspectives, but they're going to be worth something and they're going to be worth something soon. Mm -hmm. um, just because... I mean, Congress is the clearest example of where you just see all these old farts that have no idea what they're talking about, but yep. 
it it's so bad. I mean, even uh, even a lot of our professors that are in their 60s talk about they can't wait for all the six year old and seven year olds to retire out of Congress. Yeah. But in companies, too, not that that wisdom isn't worth something, but the, the youth is definitely valuable. Yeah. Like you can always bring something to the table, especially um, because like those, the people entering the workforce, graduating college, like you have all that information stored in your head that a lot of those other people have forgotten just because of time. One of the reasons I'm really excited and interested in becoming a professor is I feel like it keeps you young for longer. Oh, I agree with that hundred percent. And like, I've always dreamed of being 20, well, not always, but I've wanted to be 21 for a long time. And like, I just had like my 22nd birthday and like, I don't ever need another one. And it, it's so true. Like, I never want to get old. I want to stay youthful forever. I mean, eventually our time comes, but that, that's not what this podcast is about. You know, <laughs> the death, uh, death podcast. So I don't know. I'm trying to stay young as possible, young as long as possible. Right. And, you know, I, I think it's, it's true that our professors, even the ones that make it all the way to, I mean, they all make it to 60, but the that are in their sixties are still young at heart. And I just think that's awesome. And I'd love to still be young in my sixties. Um, and they stay more like updated on current yeah. trends and, I mean, Matt's a good example. Not that Matt's old, but yeah. Matt's not old at all. But he, even like he incorporates like TikTok into his lectures now. And like, <laughs> uh, where connecting back to? No, no, I, I'm going to I'm going to connect it for you, Tim, because I know exactly what you're talking about. It's It's the envious part. Like you're almost you're almost like envious of where you're where those older people are in life. Uh, mm-hmm. like with their wisdom and their knowledge but at the same time guess what they're envious of your your youth and they wish they could have that so just like stop putting people on pedestals because everyone's going to be like jealous and envious of like certain aspects of your life um i don't know everyone has something to offer and i think i think not many people think about this you are always going to be someone else's role model as weird as that mm-hmm. sounds, there's someone out there that sees you as a role model, even if you don't see it. it. Could be like a really like young kid or something, maybe even an older person, but they see you as like a role model. It's true. Um, another another thing that's really valuable, I get on that like youth and age thing. If you are constantly working toward making a future version of yourself better, like easier, better for a future version of yourself, like like for me, it's that when I'm older, I, I'm still youthful at heart. Like if I'm working toward that goal, right now I get the satisfaction of knowing I'm making myself better. And in the future, I get the payout of all of that compared to if you're living for the moment yeah, those moments are going to be enjoyable, but someday when you can't live for the moment anymore, you won't be as happy. Right. You're, you're talking about like, if you're making good or bad decisions in the moment, Mm -hmm. like I'm guessing like eating junk food and like McDonald's and never exercising, like that's not promoting 
that's not I mean, depending on you. the person. I mean, for me, I, I love that, <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. You know, Dane, his, his bright side of the week is he gets McDonald's. Yeah. It's almost like sacrificing now so that you can, I don't know, have a good life in the future. While um, also, well, I think while also you, there are moments where you should plan for the future. And then there are moments you should live in the moment. I think it's a balance. I agree too. I don't think there's an see I, I I hate when people like use Gary V brought this up by the way he hates the word or he he's a he's a, he goes I'm an and kind of guy like you can have two things at the same time he goes the reason I'm an and guy is why I'm successful in life <laughs> and I was like oh my god <laughs> <laughs> I'm like is it though like <laughs> that is the sole reason he i'm an and guy that's why i made so like millions of dollars i wish it was that easy yeah i mean this podcast really pushes people to work hard and everything just because people need that push but they also need the nights out at the bar and the the quiet days with friends where where they don't do any work and that that balances the work isn't worth it if you're not balancing everything mm-hmm. because the other thing that's not worth it is is uh working your ass off your entire life just to make it to 60 so you can retire and not enjoy the life that you built yourself because now you're 60 and you and it hurts to walk or even worse imagine you die i've heard stories about that people who work so hard their whole life they retire at 60 and they die yep. so you have to ask is that worth it I don't know. They worked their entire life talking about their retirement. Yeah, it, yeah, that's a that's a philosophical debate that deals with should you plan for a future that may never come? Is that rational or irrational? I don't have the answer. I'm sorry. I'm a college. Yeah. I'm 21. I'm an idiot at this point. I mean, the the proposition, I guess, would be live for. You should live for today, tomorrow, next week, a year from now, 10 years, and retirement. Yeah. You know, don't live for one of those. Live for all of them. Mm -hmm. You could wake up tomorrow. could be the best day of your life. You never know. Odds of that right now are pretty slim just because of this pandemic, but you never know. I would be really sad if I woke up tomorrow and it was the best day of my life because that means, you know, what are, what are the rest of these days for? I'm not yeah, even, yeah, you got probably like having kids, getting married, that sort of stuff is probably going to stick out. Um, but yeah, Tim, do you want to talk about your personal story with uh, your honors classes? Yeah. I mean, I guess uh, just for like relatability's sake, I've definitely called myself in honors classes, comparing myself, particularly other people's like reading comprehension or people who have read like so many books. And I'm just blown away by like how they're able to connect with all these authors are talking about and like these philosophy connections. And it's, I'm just not that into reading, particularly fiction. Um, so it's just, it's really not a healthy comparison. And there's, you know, a lot of those re- people that are so great at reading comprehension and, and it's not a knock on them. It's my skill set is in a different area. Like I'm also not the best mathematician. Believe me, I'm, 
in all my math classes, I'm like shocked at how smart these other people are. But like those people that I'm jealous of that they have good reading comprehension, I think I can math circles around some of them. Yeah, they're um, probably jealous of you when it comes to math. Yeah. So there's always people's skill sets are just different. And I think often we're shown people at the peak of their skill set. You know, people choose to be in places where their skills can show. You know, like you see athletes on the court, on the field, on the ice rink, wherever their sport is played, that's where you see them. So you see them at their best. You see uh, actors on the stage or on the set. So you see them at their best. You see, I don't know where you see mathematicians at like insurance firms. Or like, I don't know, like in the classroom, like in the classroom. Yeah. but you see them at their best and then or or in a school environment you see those students in the classes where they're going to succeed but you don't see them in those other classes where you're succeeding um so I think everything's just you have to realize you very often you see other people at their best and now with social media you see people oh yeah at like their tippy top best if that's a that's a phrase dating apps you see people at their best too i disagree okay okay yeah don't speak don't, i'm not gonna speak in absolute terms but you know you know people are putting on a show do you have any idea how blurry these girls photos are if your photos are blurry i'm swiping left come on uh, buy they, an iphone from this decade please. they could have, <laughs> have blurry photos and still get like 100 times more uh matches than a male can't stand blurry photos yeah but tim you bring up a great point that ties into our gary v quote which i'm gonna read right now okay every second you spend thinking about what someone else has it is taking away from time that you can create something for yourself if you're wasting hours on instagram so he's calling out instagram but that also applies to every social media even linkedin uh comparing yourself to your peers you're losing he says okay that is a great quote, and it and it really connects back to Emerson and basically everything we've been talking about. Like, if you're so focused on someone else, then how are you going to make time to grow yourself and become a better version of yourself? Like, time is like probably the most valuable thing people have when they're young, especially for investing. Uh, so, <laughs> Tesla. Go <laughs> to the moon. To the moon, Dogecoin to the moon. Yes, but we yeah, had a, we had a new all-time high on Ethereum the day that we recorded this. But you know, you know what's weird about this day? It's not unique at all. Every day is a new all-time. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I mean, this is one of the reasons I stopped using Instagram and I stopped using Snapchat. I still go on it every here and there, um, but I found myself doing this where I'd see people in this amazing light in their a great environment like tim like tim talked about people at their best in 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 a in a situation that they can show off themselves the best i don't know Mm -hmm. how i want to say it but but yeah and then you you start doubting yourself and your own self-worth and it was i found myself it was like so toxic and so i said to myself why don't i just stop doing this and then i'll just feel better about myself and it 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 worked i mean (laughs) 
all I do is get jealous of the people in Florida enjoying their lives. But same. Yeah, I, I'm kind of envious of how you were able to give up Instagram. I'm still holding on for a bit longer. But I, I, I think about getting off all the time. Snapchat, I, I have no eagerness to get off of. I think I think Instagram is significantly more toxic than Snapchat. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah. Uh, I think different apps have taken the place of Instagram in the past as far as that really toxic app. And, and it's not that unique. I mean, it's, it's simpler Facebook, which was yeah. more complicated MySpace, which is the friends version of LinkedIn or rather LinkedIn is the business form of Facebook and versus Snapchat. It, it holds a unique position, but we've done enough social media episodes. And I, mm-hmm. I think, I think young people in our audience understand this. I think honestly, Instagram is just for attention whores. I, I'll say it right here. I mean, like, I think people, I think they were considering taking away the, uh, the like, feature or maybe another country did maybe india and just to like and i think people flipped out at that idea because it creates it's this affirmation that people need from others when posting a picture it's like give me that affirmation i need i need to be i need i need to feel valued by others because i can't do that myself which is kind of sad Mm mm-hmm Do you think you can live off of others' affirmations? In the short, in the short run, yes. In the long run, no. It's gonna go away. Like I'd say, I'm gonna bring up an example. I think we talked about this last night. College females um, get so much affirmation from from males on on college campuses, both in person um, at, at parties or um, social media slash dating apps. I'm gonna lump those together. So much. So at that point, they they are, their egos are boosted through the the roof. But come when call it when come graduation, when everyone graduates, everyone's living on their own. It's cut off, right? And then it switches. Then then females start reaching out to guys now and, and trying to and trying to communicate. And the it it just flips, right? Oh, I just knocked mm-hmm. that in my face. <laughs> yeah, I think that. It, it connects back to, we were talking about this recently. Uh, I, and our male listeners might be very interested in, and female listeners let us know if, if we're accurate. But there, there's this idea of parties, like, or the, the idea that guys have to pay, but girls get in for free, or like guys have to pay for their drinks. Bars all the time have like ladies sip for free nights. Um, there's this idea that like, parties need women to have fun Mm -hmm. but i would argue that the women need the guys even more than the guys need the women Um, it's a a very bold claim tim might get demonetized (laughs) no i'm just kidding (laughs) i mean um, we're not monetized good luck youtube (laughs) (laughs) i don't know i i think that guys are guys are able to generate that fun i would be interested in lily's opinion on this because she also goes to an all-girls school mm-hmm. um so obviously i have no idea what parties are like there but 
guys generate this energy and women contribute in like a really valuable way. Like, obviously I want women at my parties, but I just feel like the guys are needed at the party even more than the women. Or perhaps that's my own bias because obviously I have to be at the party for me to enjoy the party. Right. But so I'm, I'm going to tie this back into the episode real quick. So are you envious of, of, of that, the amount of tension females get from guys? Would, would you want the roles to be flipped? Do you want to be bombarded in, in your DMs every day asking to hang out? See, obviously the short answer is yes. Um, I mean, it sounds great. I'm, I'm not sure if there's like a hidden curse. There probably is. Uh, like that ego that's built up, if it is built up or, but, you know, the short answer is probably yes. I, I think you don't, I mean, we're never going to find out unless there's some sort of reincarnation where we're reborn as a female, but I don't know. I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> Scott, what's your answer? Um, old Scott would have said yes. New Scott says I don't care. I'm, I'm, I, I'm, I can give myself enough um, validation that I don't need it from other people. I mean, the other piece of it is, and like, I, I think I've even empathized on this podcast about this before. Like, as far as normal American gender norms. Um, or typical American gender norms, it, the guys do have a, an advantage in that they're expected to go out and ask out a girl versus a girl is expected to wait. And if you're stuck waiting, you could be waiting a very long time. So my advice to women actually go out and ask guys because it'll work. I think you, I think there's some stat on that, but like for, if a female asks a guy, it's like, uh, Nine out of 10 times, they're going to say yes or something like that. <laughs> yeah, versus guys are probably much closer to 50-50, if not lower. I'd say it's 30% chance. Depend. Yeah. There's so many variables. I don't know. I can't make that claim. But, but yeah, Gary Vee is a very inspirational guy. I listen to him a lot, and I think he, although his messages are very simple, I think, I think you can apply it to your life if you work hard enough. Um, but this is this, this is the stuff that you need to practice, right? You can't just wake up one day and say, I'm going to stop comparing myself to others. Like that's a long process to like, that requires you to like actually want to change. Um, and, and you're going to catch yourself. Like, like I said, with my internship, I, I caught myself doing this. It's never going to go away completely. It's how you like, how you live with it. Right. Because I think it's in it's in human nature to like compare ourselves to others. Boom. As long as you're able to turn your comparison into something productive. Yeah. I I can improve in this way. But there eh, I'm I'm hesitant to say there was there was nothing wrong with you in the first place, but there was so long as you're able to isolate some trait to adopt without imitating the other person in their entirety. Mm -hmm. So don't go out and change your name to someone else. I think that's the biggest red flag that you're trying to imitate. <laughs> oh, I have to, I have to cancel that email then. 
I am not Elon Musk. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think I, I can't remember if I had another story to bring up, but uh, yeah, I think it was, it was, sim- I'm not going to bring it up, but it, cause it was similar to you, um, in your classes. Like I've had that same experience. Um, and it sucks that, that sometimes humans feel that way that they feel they're not as good, but it's just, you have to adapt and learn how to react to it. Yep. Catch yourself, catch If you can catch yourself doing this stuff, I think you're in the, you're taking a step in the right direction. Um, yeah. Emerson, Gary V, all transcendentalists, very smart people. Also, um, if you want a more condensed uh, uh, video on this topic, you can go check it out on my personal channel at Scott Tyler. I made like a roughly eight minute version of this um, self plug. Would definitely recommend. I, I had meant to say that at the beginning, but I forgot. Um, Scott, if you have nothing else to do or nothing else to say, all right, I'm all set. Don't forget to like, subscribe, answer some of those questions we asked you, you know, what's your major? Uh, we asked some other ones. Hopefully you answered those, but for real, we're interested. What's your major? Tell us a bit about yourself. We want to get to know our listeners. Uh, if you're on the, the audio version, make sure to follow, um, donate i don't know buy our merch tim's oh yeah we've got so much merch now we have a teespring store definitely check that out uh without further ado we'll see you on the next one live live life be happy bye bye